G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, um, Matt, I was born in Papua New Guinea. My mm-hmm. parents were missionaries there for 15 years mm-hmm. in the um, top of Papua New Guinea there. Beautiful the PNG. Northern coast here. Yeah. yeah, awesome. I went up to PNG to Garoka. And did some missions a few years ago just before uh, COVID lockdown happened. Okay. Uh, they just love to dance and sing up there, don't they, hey? Yes, they're <laughs> just a beautiful people, they are. Yeah, awesome. Okay. And so tell us a bit, a bit about your faith journey. Did you come to Christ at a young age or was it a, 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 yes. a gradual thing for you? Mm. Yes. Uh, I Well, I've always believed in God mm-hmm. and um, it was at the age of seven that I actually prayed the salvation prayer. Mm-hmm. But definitely it's a journey and so when I was eight years old, I was sent off to boarding school. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people, because I didn't have my earthly parents there in the flesh, I really kind of learnt and um, pursued God the Father. Mm. And that really cemented my relationship with God from an early age. And I had a quite an intimate relationship with him. So that has really held me in good stead right yeah. through. Yeah. And you didn't do the prodigal son thing and, you know, fall away from God or you, you stayed pretty faithful? I didn't, but I did experiment a little bit with, you know, parties mm-hmm. and drinking mm-hmm. a little bit, but never strayed. God was always on my conscience and yeah. I always went to church and, yeah. And tell us about your early career. What did you do after school? I went to a Christian teacher's college mm-hmm. for three years and then um, didn't really – I taught for a f- – few months. Yep, yep. Things weren't working out. So, and before long I was a mum, wife and mum and um then just decided to homeschool my children. Right, okay. I think that was probably as a result of going through that Christian teachers college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And tell us a bit about uh your your music uh, side of things. How did you get uh, first get into writing songs and uh we we trained as a kid to to be into music or Um oh, I think just being raised in the church, you, um, I think my first solo was at 12 years old. Okay. We'd just moved to, oh, probably 10 years old, we'd mm-hmm. just moved to New Zealand mm-hmm. again, settled in New Zealand. And um, then as a teenager, was always on the worship team doing BVs, ah, that's backing vocals. Yep. <laughs> and, um, and then, oh, well, my first mission trip, to Vanuatu in 2009, mm-hmm. when I came home, I was quite depressed. You know, you're a young mum, life is pretty mundane, mm-hmm. and my heart was to be, I wanted to be involved in missions and yeah. in ministry. Yeah. And all I was doing was loading the washing machine and <laughs> doing the dishes. And so um, that was a difficult time in my life. Yeah. And that's where the songwriting started. Mm. Yeah. So... I often find that my songs come out of times of hard, um, you know, down times. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, you look at the Psalms and, you know, there's yeah. a lot of tough stuff that David and, and the Psalmists right. were going through. And uh, often, 
they would talk about those problems in those psalms, but then they'd always point it back to God. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about the songwriting process for you. Does it does it come to you, you know, in the shower or when you're, uh, you know, about to fall asleep, or you know, when when do the when do the songs come to you? Yeah, um, they do. They just come. I would say very much it's a Holy Spirit thing. I know that um, I have had some training, but really it just happens or it doesn't mm, and mm. I go through seasons yeah. where the songwriting just sort of happens a song just comes into my heart and then I have to sit down and kind of nut it out a little bit but I usually have sort of half the song just yeah. kind of comes to me yeah, and yeah, then I've yeah. just got to put it together mm-hmm. yeah and I I've I only did piano lessons when I was about 10 for a little while and mostly I just play by ear yeah yeah so yeah the songs just kind of come and I think Whoa, God, that must be you because I'm not really that good at playing the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not that great. So, yeah, I put it all down to God. Same with my paintings. Yep. I, I'm now painting because um, I'm not homeschooling anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I'm actually working on another book, which is going to be all my paintings that I'm working on a series of 10 women from different ethnicities, and they're all very emotive. Um, and they all have a backstory. Okay. And it all has a kind of a devotional element to it. Wow, wow. Yeah, and that's going to turn into a book. So that's mm-hmm. my next project. Fantastic. I love it. And I know that uh, you've also recorded a bunch of songs and, you know, you've got a little YouTube channel where, you know, I, I can see some of the, the titles of the songs, my victory song, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, I'm curious about the, the title of the song, For the Least of These. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about that one. That's a ve- very much a song, I think, that would relate to mothers because mm-hmm. um, as a mother you say, oh, I'm just a mum, and life can be quite mundane, as I said. But um, God spoke to me through that, I think it's in Matthew, about the least of these. Yeah, yep. And he said to me, you know, when you are um, doing the washing, when you're um, uh, putting a Band-Aid on your yeah. child's knee, all of that stuff, you are doing that for the least of these. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And yep. in the song it talks about, um, you know, I'm no Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. but I'm up in the night praying for my neighbour who's going through something difficult. Or, mm, mm. And that's all um, part of ministering, you know, like God said, for, to the least of these. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's such an important uh, thing to acknowledge, you know, because a lot of people think, oh, to be in ministry – You've got to be up preaching at a church or you've got to be out doing this or that. I actually read a great quote from Charles Spurgeon the other day. The Prince of Preachers, they call him. He said, you're as much serving God and looking after your own children and training them up in God's fear and minding the house and making a household a church for God as you would be if you'd been called to lead an army for the battle of the Lord of hosts. Wow. So true, isn't it, hey? It's, yep. Yeah. It takes a little while for us mums to really take that on board, you know. Yeah. I'm as I said, just come to a place where I've moved out of a season of homeschooling and now it's like, God, what have you got for me next? And I look back and I think, hey, my kids are doing pretty well. I didn't screw them up, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I give myself a bit of a pat and I always underestimated yeah. what I was doing. So mums, don't underestimate what you're doing for yeah. God, you know, for your children. Absolutely. So you're a, a, a mum, you're a musician, you're a painter, uh, and an author as well. Tell us a bit about your writing. Yeah, yeah. well, I never set out to write a book, but um, this is actually my third book that I've okay. worked on. Mm-hmm. I've got 
one that I kind of put on Amazon uh, as a, an ebook. Yeah, yep. About ten years ago, mm-hmm. but I never promoted it, so I think it's just really just sitting there. Yeah. What's that one called? That's called um, From Dust to Destiny. Yep, yep. Okay. And it's really based on Cinderella and how my life kind of, how God brought me up and my dreams up out of the ashes. Okay. And then um, I'm working on another one, which is all about the spiritual uh, side of things in the spirit realm when me and my family go to Papua New Guinea on missions trips. Mm -hmm. It's about a troop of angels. Wow. Yeah, so that's... I haven't finished that one because I don't know what the ending is. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then this one. God just birthed this one. Um, what's it called? Shine like a diamond. Yep, yep. <laughs> Got to remember the name of your book. Shine like you? a diamond, yeah. embracing the process. Yeah, yeah. And that was birthed during COVID. In the first, very first lockdown in New Zealand, I started writing that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. And I see you've got a... Uh, an endorsement there from Roma Waterman, yes, a well-known uh, singer-songwriter and uh, also an author herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's uh, giving you a nice endorsement there. So tell us about the heart of the book. What, what's it all about? The book, okay. Well, it's my journey through um, the process that God has taken me on. Um, God wants to bring out the best in us. Mm-hmm. That's the shining bit. And, you know, we're all like this lump of um, diamond in the rough, yep. and God is wanting to transform us, to bring us um, to our destiny in him. And what I have found, though, in my almost 28 years of life is that um, God likes to take his time, Yeah, and <laughs> there's always this delay between the promise and the fulfillment of that thing that we desire. And I really believe that God puts those desires in our heart. Mm-hmm. Because he's pointing us towards something, some assignment or something that he wants us to fulfill. And so um, there's this delay. And it's not because God is denying us what we want. Mm. It's because he knows that we need preparation. Otherwise, we might not succeed. Mm. We, we might not survive. So I, in my book, I actually liken it to a child, a baby in the womb. And um, that baby is in there for protection. It's for its own good. And it needs to stay in there until the time is right. Mm, that's right. And yep. so um, it's the same for us. You know, if we are, if our dream is born prematurely, we it might not survive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep, it's got to come at the right time, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the chapters you, you, there you talk about proclamation and praise. Mm. Uh, I'm a, a very big believer you know, the, the Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue and we've got to be make sure that we are speaking and proclaiming uh, the right things in our life, you know. Yes. Uh, just unpack that a bit for us, proclamation and praise. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, you started with proclamation. So proclamation, this is something that I've really been um, working on in the last five years. You know, as you said, it's the power of the tongue. Um we can't be complaining about what's not happening. Mm. We need to be declaring what we desire and what God has done for us and what he will do for us. We've got to imagine mm. and see the end that we're working towards. We've got to have vision. I'm just looking at that big word right in front of me, yep. vision, Christian media. Yep. And we've got to talk the talk even before we see it in the natural. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And, and, and praise. Praise. Yep. praise. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually looked up the word praise and it talked about being 
inconspicuous. Mm. And so I think that praise is more than just singing a song. Mm. It is everything about who we are. It's our, in our identity. How we present ourselves to the world mm. is bringing praise and glory to God. Yeah, yeah. So when we are our best selves, and we don't compare ourselves to everyone else, but we just concentrate on what we can do and the gifts that God has given us, yeah. then we are proclaiming who God is, just as creation does. So let's talk about uh, one of the chapters in the book called Pressure and Pain. And, you know, it's a little bit like that diamond. It went through a lot to become a beautiful diamond. Mm. Uh, not, not, not a lot of people like pressure and pain, but it's something that we all go through. What's, what's your take on that? Yeah, so with the pressure that the diamond goes through, um, you know, we need to never judge other people because mm. this, they, they have their own walk and their own yeah. story. They've, we can't see the pressure and the pain that they've experienced. So they might be really shining, mm. but they have had to go through some blood and some sweat and some tears to yeah. get there, you know, and we might be still looking a bit rough, like a rough diamond, but um, we should never judge because, you know, it takes that grit and perseverance and that pain to shape that diamond and bring out that shine. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and you know, the, the truth is, you know, it says in the, the book of James, you know, consider it pure joy <laughs> when you go through trials <laughs> because it develops your, your character, your faith, your perseverance. And, you know, that's the opposite of the world. The world says... You know, it's the worst thing ever when a trial happens. Mm. But James says it's pure joy because it develops you. Um, we, when we have a kingdom worldview, we have a different view of pressure and pain, don't we? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I've put the subtitle "Embracing mm. the Process." Yeah. Yeah. Because when I started out, like I said, two thousand and nine, I'd gone on this first mission trip, um, and I came back and I felt hopeless, and I fought God tooth and nail, yeah. and I did everything I could to make it happen. Yeah. And it took years for me to finally go, okay, God, I'm letting go. I'm embracing this process that you want to take me on. It's not going to happen right away. That's a verse that has really been just so foundational for me. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3. These things will not happen Right away, slowly, surely, steadily, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, uh, yes, God, yeah. <laughs> do not despair, for it will surely come to pass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So good. One of my favorites. Now, before we wrap up, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, you came to Christ at a young age. And, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel, never don't know what it is to become a Christian, mm. uh, would you share with everyone listening what is the gospel and how do people mm. respond? Mm. Oh, it's just that God loved us so much that he sent his son to take, because we've all sinned, mm. none of us are perfect, and so God wants relationship with mm. us, and mm. the only way he could do that was through Jesus dying, taking our punishment, and then now nothing stands in the way. We can come to God and have a relationship with him. It's mm. really all about having that friendship, that relationship, that intimacy with God. Mm, absolutely. Mm. So good. Well, it's been wonderful to hear a bit of your story today. And if people want to get their hands on this brand new book, it's by Lisa Dew. 
Shine Like a Diamond, Embracing the Process. It's now available at Vision Store. You can go to vision.org.au, uh, search up Shine Like a Diamond and uh, grab the book there. And uh, if people want to search up uh, your YouTube channel uh, or search up your website, uh, they can go to the website uh, lisadewcreations.com. They'll find all the links there. God bless you, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.